0: If you're a veteran or military spouse of an early stage startup or small business, you've come to the right place. Welcome to The Transition. We demystify the entrepreneur experience for veterans and military spouses who've already made or are looking to make the transition from the military into entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Iron Mike Stedman, the voice of The Bunker. I'm a Marine Corps veteran, social entrepreneur, and member of The Bunker Labs branding team. One of the most powerful assets any venture has is its brand i.e., what do you want to be known for and what do people know you for? A strong brand has alignment so that there's no confusion amongst the internal stakeholders, such as the founder and team members, and the external stakeholders, including customers, vendors, and investors. So for this episode of The Transition, I've decided to do an office hour session where I go over how to build your brand. Consider this a masterclass on the foundations of brand building, including how to establish your core purpose, core values, bold beliefs, and other brand fundamentals. Many founders make the mistake of going through some form of brand building process, establishing their core values, but not leveraging them externally, such as putting them on their website, packaging, or other external assets. In an age of constant noise on the internet where it seems as if everyone is fighting for attention, your brand assets allow you to stand out from the crowd and create a dog whistle brand that speaks directly to your perfect customer. So before you invest in a website, or pay some designer to rebrand it, I want to make sure you establish or reestablish your brand's foundation. My hope is that by the end of this episode, you have a clear understanding of who you are, what you stand for, and how you can leverage this knowledge to build a brand that stands out from the crowd and survives the test of time. This episode of The Transition is brought to us by the MetLife Foundation and their commitment to supporting veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs. In addition, the foundation also provides mentorship, and financial health resources to veterans and military spouses transitioning into the workforce. And if you haven't subscribed to this show yet, do me a favor and go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I'd also appreciate if you left us a review on iTunes and shared this show with other veterans and military spouses in your network. My goal is impact 10,000 veteran entrepreneurs and military spouses, and I can't do it alone. So if you can help me get the word out, I'd greatly appreciate it. And as always, I hope you enjoy today's show and that it accelerates you on your entrepreneurial journey. What's going on, Bunker? Hope you're excited today because we're going to be talking about how to build your brand. This is my first time doing a solo episode on this platform, and I'm super excited because I love everything about branding. Um, I'll tell you a little background about myself. The first brand I ever launched, was my first venture, was a lifestyle brand called Fighting Mojo. And uh, I didn't even know what a lifestyle brand was. Everybody was just calling their, their, uh, I just wanted to sell some t-shirts. I wanted to create a blog and I was just following along with what everyone else was doing online. I kept seeing these things, lifestyle companies. So I was like, oh, here's a lifestyle company. And uh, one of the things I found out during that process is I'm pretty good at making people give a damn about things, you know, Um, and even till this day in 2021, I still have friends hitting me up, sharing pics of themselves in my fighting mojo tees. And uh, I discontinued that brand when I transitioned out of the military around 2015. Uh, I think I shut it down about 2016 or so just because, you know, I was a different headspace. But initially, man, I was super fired up about it. You know, I was selling T-shirts out of the trunk of my car, uh, giving them out to, you know, fellow officers in my unit and Marines were loving them. And uh, it, was, it was pretty cool. And during that process it just, again, it just kind of showed me how to create essential, essentially value um, out of thin air. Um, over the years since Fighting Mojo, I've gone on to launch uh, multiple brands. My pride and joy being Ironbound Boxing, which is my nonprofit in Newark, New Jersey, and our free boxing gym, the Ironbound Boxing Academy. And uh, from there, I branched off into uh, for-profit arm Ironbound Boxing. I've launched uh, Ironbound Media Podcast Production Agency, and then uh, my podcast, Confessions of a Native Son- and the transition podcast. And, you know, all of these things are brands within themselves. And I'll tell you, you know, going through this process, I've just learned so much that I really want to take a moment to share with you all today. Um, I've, I've been fortunate enough, man, I'm a bookworm. So I, I read any chance I get, I've probably read, you know, well over a hundred plus business books at this point, probably about 15 of them specifically on branding because my passion. And I've also taken a course on brand strategy, uh, through section four and, uh, always advising you know it's great to be able to uh, help out bunker Labs with some brand and stuff too so what we're going to do today is we're just going to do a, a high level overview of uh of establishing your brand and uh my hope is that you'll be able to walk away from this episode feeling a lot more confident about you know how you position your brand in the world now one thing i want to say to you first is that with regards to branding right We've got the external branding and then we've got like the internal branding. What do I mean? Right. Like the external branding is think of it like the aesthetics, the looks, the logo, you know, anything that's very like client facing. And then you've got like the internal branding, which is more about like how you operate as a as a business, as a venture. You know, in addition to that, it's like how your employees uh, think about your brand, how your stakeholders think about your brand. And I'd even argue your clients, not necessarily much on like the look. But more so in the, like, from the moment a client or a prospect, you know, enters into your brand atmosphere, you know, what is that experience like for them? From all the way to the customer service, to how they speak about you um, once they're finished working with you, you know, um, really every aspect of touching uh, your brand, all right? And there's a lot of different frameworks out there around branding. You know, you've got uh, Donald Miller's Building the Story brand, which I highly, highly, highly encourage uh, you all to check out specifically with regards to, you know, external branding. And then you've got like the old school stuff, like the Vern Harnishes of the world, you know, mastering the Rockefeller Habits. Where we talk about your core values and your core purpose. Um, the same thing with like Jim Collins, and you even see Geno Wickman. And so for the sake of today's episode, we're going to be focusing more on the uh, internal brand, which we are gonna leverage externally, you know, with regards to how we interact with our clients. And then this is gonna help you think about, you know, some of the stuff that you put on your website, et cetera. But I really want us to kind of dig deep and we're gonna build our brands uh, from the ground up, okay? So so hopefully you're excited about it and as fired up as I am. And uh, I look forward to hearing you guys' feedback uh, on this show. Now, before we jump into that, uh, we gotta do a couple of things. You know, since I'm solo today, I guess I have to go ahead and take off my armor for you all and get a little vulnerable. And so one of the things I want to share with you is that, um, you know, for me, one of the things that I've been struggling with as a small business owner, you know, entrepreneur, content creator, you know, all these different things is, you know, keeping things in perspective. Right. And, you know, when you're in the hustle. Right. um, Let's be honest. Right. Entrepreneurship isn't always as sexy as we sell it to be. You know, and sometimes we can look at other people and other ventures and be like, man, I wish I was where they are, you know, not even acknowledging how far we've come in our own ventures, you know, um, for me with Ironbound, right? Like I'm always coming across other brands. I'm man, like, that's cool. You know, one of the things I think is cool right now is like the whole personal branding movement. You know, where you got the guys like the How Air Rods that create some, you know, like the Miracle Morning, and then they turn it into a book and then they create like 10 different products around it. And then basically all they're doing is they're going out speaking, they're p- pimping, their, I don't want to say pimping, they're selling their products, you know, and they're building online groups. And to me, I think that's that's pretty cool, right? And uh, I actually just helped somebody come up with a brand that they're building themselves. And I was like, dang, why not think of that name? You know? And for me, it's like, I'm always thinking about launching other brands, you know, like I want to launch a brand that creates the persona of like a boxer and an entrepreneur, but sometimes, man, it's like, you know what, Mike? You have really, really dope brands already. You've got Ironbound Boxing, which is an amazing brand. You've got your podcast agency, Ironbound Media. I've launched two amazing podcasts. You know, this one, The Transition and Confessions of a Native Son. And, you know, sometimes I just need to set back, pat myself on the back and say, like, yo, stop building new things and really leverage the existing brands that you've already created. Really lean into those because, you know, they're cool you know, at the end of the day, they are really cool. And I'll be honest, man, I'm really, I am really proud of my brands, but sometimes, you know, you can lose perspective just because things aren't as uh, far along as you want. Um, Even on the podcast space, you know, Confessions of a Native Son, right? I always want more downloads or I want to do my blog. I want to do all this other stuff. But like at the end of the day, I've created a great portfolio of good content. So, you know, for those of you out there that are struggling, man, just keep things in perspective. Be very proud of yourself. There's a lot of people, um, within our own circles, whether friends, families that would dream of doing what you're doing. You know, so many people talk about, uh, launching a business or a startup or, you know, leveraging their personal brand, but they never really take any action. And so, you know, half the battle is starting and showing up to the fight each and every day. And for those of you in the hustle, man, you've done it. And so be very proud of yourself. And, uh, the sky is the limit. You know, my goal with this platform is for us to all go to the stratosphere together and, uh, yeah, man, that that's that's really it. So, yeah, that's my my uh, that's me taking off my armor. Is that I'm struggle I struggle at times with keeping things in perspective. But many of you out there who reach out to me and even share with me your insights about this podcast and how much you appreciate it, you know, that really does fill me up um, and allows me to you know keep pushing and keep creating this amazing content for y'all. Uh, because again, we've got great we've got great resources here at Bunker Labs, and I do believe audio is the future of publishing. And so we've got to leverage this platform to get more information out to you all out there. All right. So, um, again, before we do a deep dive, though, on building your brand, I got to also give acknowledge to Bunker Labs, the national network of veteran and military spouse entrepreneurs dedicated to helping the military connected community start their own business. We're committed to seeing that every entrepreneur in the military connected community has the network tools and resources they need to start their own business. We know that 25% of transitioning service members want to start a business, and they need places inside their community where they can connect with the people, resources, and support they need. You can learn more by visiting www.bunkerlabs.org, and be sure to also register at Bunker Online our social network for the Military Connected Community, where Bunker Labs staff helps make connections to increase your opportunities. Just click the connect button at bunkerlabs.org. All right, let's jump right into it. How to build your brand. Now, one of the things I want to tell y'all is uh we've got a couple different workshops. We've got some master classes going on to all our different cohorts, whether they're CEO Circle or Veterans and Residents or one of our workshop series. And I've been very fortunate enough to uh teach marketing and branding at these workshops. And uh, you know, I'm excited because I have one coming up this Thursday, uh, probably the same time this podcast is getting released. And uh I actually came up with my own marketing and branding framework called Dog Whistle Branding. And I'm going to cover that on a, another episode. But as we start to talk about our brands today, you know, I do want you to keep that dog whistle in the back of your mind. And what does that mean? That means when you blow on your brand, think of your brand like a dog whistle, you know, you start blowing on it. Who is that coming run to you, right? Who are you, Whose attention are you grabbing? Because in this age right now, there's just so much noise online. There's so many people selling. There's so many Um, businesses spending an exorbitant amount of money on ads, right? So there's like all this noise online, 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 all right? And so what we want to do with our brands is we got to be able to stand out from the crowd. Um, And we've got to essentially plant our brand flags into the ground that is stating who we are, why we exist, uh, what our core purpose is to draw in our perfect listener, to draw in that that perfect avatar. And so, you know, just thinking through this stuff, you know, I came up with my own framework, Dog Whistle Branding, But even without me going over that framework specifically today, again, I just want you to think about, like, as you start to blow on your brand, right, what are we trying to attract, all right? And so the first thing I want us to start thinking about as we build our brands is, you know, you really want to start with the why. Like, what is your core purpose, right? Like, why do you exist? Now, there's a lot of change going on in the business space, right? If you look at a lot of the texts, you know, people say the purpose of a business is to generate revenue for its owners or, you know, we start to get to the IPO level, you know, generate return for, um, I forgot what it says, uh, stakeholders, et cetera. But really, I think one of the benefits we have as veterans and military spouse entrepreneurs is we're driven by so much more. You know, so many entrepreneurs I'm able to meet in this ecosystem at Bunker Labs, you know, a lot of people want to support other veterans right? They've they've identified a problem within the veteran space, whether it's access to financial resources, whether it's access to quality health or food, and they're really driven to create a business around that, um, that allows them to serve that community. You know, whether you're not, if you're you're not just focused on veterans, you know, you have people that are trying to just impact their local community. You know, they want to create, or maybe they just want to create a lifestyle that gives them freedom and flexibility to escape the rat race. You know, they're looking for meaning and you're looking for purpose. And one of the things that we talk about is that you know, starting a business is really like the ultimate hero's journey, you know, especially in this day and age of, you know, being in our offices all day and being online, you know, um, we're not slaying dragons anymore. What we are doing is trying to get these ventures off the ground and create something that that we can be proud for. And what I want you to do is I really want you to lean into that, that core purpose, right? You might have a core purpose that is just focused specifically on clients, right? Like at Ironbound, you know, at Ironbound Media, our core purpose is to give brands a voice that they can be proud of, but you might have a bigger core purpose, which is like, you wanna create a place that where you can hire, you know, people from your local community. Or you wanna be able to hire veterans and you wanna help them transition from the service, right? These are grand ambitions that you have for your venture. And I want you to really kind of dial into that, right? And put it down on paper, you know, write down that core purpose. Uh, if, you, if you're having trouble start, say we exist to XXX, right? Um, and what that is going to do is it's going to help you get some alignment, you know, both within yourself and your um, external external team members. Once you have your core purpose down, the next thing I want you to start to think about is what are your core values? You know, as, as for those of us in the military, we should all know our core values of, you know, honor, courage and commitment. And a lot of times when you're starting this stuff, we're talking about core values and all that stuff. You're like man, I'm trying to generate revenue. I don't even have my first paying client. Or even if you do have uh, money coming in, you're still not paying yourself. And the last thing you want to do is sit down and go through the woo-woo of creating your your core values. But I want to tell you this, as someone that has gone through seven accelerators and incubators at this point, has uh, read, again, well over 100 plus business books, it's probably more like 300 if you add in Audible and podcasts, you know, Um, I will tell you that I've noticed a considerable change in all of my ventures once I really sat down to write out, like, the core values. You know, and what core values are, are they're the behaviors within your company, you know? Like, one of your core values could be white glove customer service, where you make sure that your customers are always taken care of. You know, you're on top of things, right? And what that does is that means people internally to your team, right, when it comes to what's important, Bam, they already know, you know, hey, we treat this is how we treat our clients. We treat our clients here with white glove customer service. Um, You might have a core value that's tied to personal development. You know, for me, one of my core values is protect your protect the asset, which is like your mind, your body, your spirit, making sure that we're reading and always seeking knowledge and learning and growing. Because if we can't be ourselves, you know, um, health wise and mentally and physically and spiritually, there's no way we'll be able to perform the best. Um, on the job, and so, as you start to think about that, right, list out some core values that you feel like embody you know your your venture, embody your team members, right? But also you want to make sure that like you're living up to these core values. you know, it could be uh, purpose over profit or something, whatever you want to do. It doesn't have to be too corporate. I know in the past, right, like again, going back to military, when you're first time going through this process of establishing your core values, you know, it's like honor, courage, and commitment. But can we really lean into those, right? Um, what would that look like for a business? You know, we believe in honor above all else, something like that. What does that mean? You write out the description, honor above all else means we we move with integrity. You know, we're people of our words, we keep our promises, like all of that kind of stuff. And you just kind of play around with it and see um, whether or not it feels right for, for you. And, some advice that I've gotten, especially when you're first going through this process, is you want to, how do I say, don't overcomplicate things, right? I don't want I don't want you to get, like, 15 or 20 core values, and then you sit down, and you write all this stuff out, and then, like, nobody remembers it, right? That's why in the military, it's like the rule of three. Everybody can remember honor, courage, and commitment. But if you were, like, the 20 different, you know, core values of the military, right, maybe you remember it at boot camp. But once you get out in the real world, you know, you start to, to lose that. And so think of that with you and your team, right? You're setting your the foundation of your company. You don't want to just throw something on paper that sounds good when you recite it. You want something that is living and breathing and that everyone is embodying. And so as you start to, to do this process, just be very intentional. Start out maybe with three, maybe go three to five, and at worst, you know, maybe seven. But I'm going to recommend as you start out, just go ahead and get those three write them down, and then write out those descriptions. All right, so next, after we've got that core values, the next thing we want to do is we want to set your North Star. And the way we're going to do this is we're going to start by setting your BHAG, your big, hairy, audacious goal. And I found out about BHAG from my business coach, uh, Bill Watkins, who got it from Jim Collins um, in his book, Uh, Good to Great. Now, one of the nice things I love about having a business coach is before before I had a coach, right, A lot of these business books, I didn't really understand as much, you know, because sometimes you can show up to a book and it can mean one thing when you're at a certain point in your life and it can mean something completely different when you're a little bit older and have some more experience. And so, you know, one of the things that my business coach, Bill Watkins, did with me was he really helped me understand how to see the world through the lens of like business strategy, particularly around like Bill, uh, Jim Collins. And what, what Jim talks about with regards to your BHAG, that big, hairy, audacious goal is like, what are you going after? You know, what's the thing that is 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 driving your business to accomplish? Um, and to be honest, like, you want to set it in a way that it's, like, audacious. And you may or may not hit this, right? That's the thing. You don't want to set it too low because then you hit it and then you're like, oh, man, we had so much more we could we could do. But you also don't want to set it so extravagant that it's, like, ridiculous, you know? Um, whenever people talk about goals, I'm sure you've heard of smart goals, you know, specific, measurable, all that kind of stuff, right? Like how will you know when you hit that BHAG? And there's a great book, um, that in addition to Good to Great, which is, uh, Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0. And he gives some great examples in that book of, you know, sometimes you can simplify a BHAG as like competition. You know, our big, hairy, audacious goal, one of the things for, uh, I think it was Reebok was to like crush Nike. You no, know, Nike's BHAG was to crush Reebok because at the time, you know, Reebok was like a lot further ahead than where Nike was when it was first coming on the scene. And they just kind of set their BHAG, they set that North Star, and they went after it and then they did it. You know, for you, if you're a small business or early stage startup, you know, start to think about like, what would a BHAG look like for you? Could it be, you know, to be the number one, I don't know, SaaS platform for, early stage founders or something, you know, um, if it's tied to impact, maybe you want to be able to hire 10,000 veterans and military spouse entrepreneurs in the next 10 years. Right. That's like a B hack. Um, but the whole concept behind this is like, this is, this is building upon that core, right? So you've got your core, right. Which is like that phrase that call to arms, you know, that, that core purpose, like why you exist. And then the B hack is like how you're going to know when you get there essentially all right? Um, it's like your marching order. So you go with your team, you give them that BHAG, and it's like, hey, this is the road ahead. And this is something that you're chopping away day by day, week by week, month by month, month by month. Um, and I still struggle with the HAG, to be honest. Um, on my social impact side, you know, our HAG at Ironbound Boxing is to impact 10,000 uh, youth and young adults in the city of Newark through boxing and entrepreneurship, you know, over the next five to 10 years, right? But on the for-profit side, I'm still struggling with it, you know. I believe that, you know, audio is the future of publishing, you know, and so part of my BHAG is, like, I want to, you know, I think in the in the past, you know, people had, like, bookshelves, and I think in the future, you know, a BHAG is to create, like, uh, a shelf of podcasts, you know, that uh, people can be proud of that I haven't really dialed in yet, but, you know, I just want to create a really dope um, podcast production agency, create a, some really dope short uh, audio form content that is, you know, that can replace your bookshelf essentially. Um, and so that's kind of like where I'm playing around with the BHAG. I got to dial it in a little bit. I want to get a little bit more specific with it, but uh, I've had a little brain frog lately around it. All right. Um, but again, you can always learn more about the BHAG through, uh, Jim Collins and Good to Great and, uh, Beyond Entrepreneurship 2.0, which I'm going to leave in the show notes. All right. The next thing that, um, we're going to talk about is your hedgehog strategy. And this is three things, right? This is, again, I give credit to Jim Collins. What are you passionate about? What can you be the best in the world at? And what drives your economic engine? All right. So I'm going to give you an example again, using myself. I'm very passionate about boxing, right? Obviously, my first venture, Ironbound Boxing. Um, but in addition to that, right, it was like, okay, I have this great idea. I want to do this free gym for youth and young adults in this city, But I also need to be able to pay myself an income. Like, how do I afford my cost of living and everything? And so one of the things that led me to do was that led me to start a for-profit arm around Ironbound Boxing, teaching boxing to companies in the New York City metro area as a form of employee wellness. Companies like WeWork, Spotify, um, NextJump, et cetera. And when I sat down to do the hedgehog strategy, I wrote it out. I was like, all right, what am I passionate about? Passionate about teaching boxing. I love it. Um, I've 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 been doing it since you know 2006. This is this is my passion in life, and it was like, what can I be the best in the world at? And when I looked at the landscape, I was looking at a lot of the the boxing that was like employee wellness. And to be quite frank, I thought it was a super whack. I was like, listen, you know, train like you fight, and I believe I can be the best in the world at teaching boxing to companies in the New York City metro area. Be the best at implementing boxing programs within corporate America. And then the last thing was, like, okay, what drives your economic engine? And essentially I was like, I will sell boxing classes, you know, for $300 a pop. And so that's what I did. I set out on that mission, uh, you know, built the business model for it and started teaching, uh, started teaching those boxing classes. Um, eventually over time, you know, I was able to grow that revenue uh, with some clients more than $300 a class. But what it did was it gave me a good place to start. Um, for the hedgehog strategy on my other agency, you know, we just charge for 10 episode to 15 episode podcast series. Um, and that's how we drive our economic engine is uh through the production process. So as you're starting to think about like your hedgehog, and the nice thing about the hedgehog is the hedgehog is like you once again being very intentional. I know a lot of times we talk about strategy it can be overwhelming. You get these strategy consultants that come in, maybe do an incubator and they give you all this list of stuff and recommendations they have at the end of the day, right? Like We need to like be very intentional and move along deliberately. And so what you wanna do is you wanna keep it simple. Okay, what are you passionate about? Because at the end of the day, this entrepreneurial hustle, it is a grind. And if you're not passionate about what you're doing, if you're not motivated to get up each day and show up to work, um, improve the world, improve your product or your services in some kind of way, you ain't gonna make it, right? So you really need to hone in on that passion. What can you be the best in the world at? This allows you to stand out from the competition. You know, there's this scarcity mindset in the world, particularly when it comes to business and and money. And one of the things that I love about the veteran community is like veterans, we really help each other. You know, you can have a store um, that sells, I don't know, watches that's veteran owned. And you have another store right next to it that's veteran owned. And when somebody walks in one store, they'll say, hey, you should make sure you check out so-and-so when you leave. That's very unique to our community. All right. Um, But. One of the reasons I bring that up is because when you're good at what you do, right, there is no competition, right? And some people say that's why you wanna go ahead and niche down and distinguish yourself. And so as you're starting to think about that, you know, what can you be the best in the world at? That's what we're talking about. Where can you niche down? How can you stand out from the competition with your products or your services? And then really lean heavily into that. And then the last thing on that, what drives your economic engine? At the end of the day, you need to be able to generate revenue, okay? Even if you're a social enterprise, right? You need to be able to generate donations if you're a nonprofit like myself. And so what drives that, you know? How are you able to do that? I'll tell you, on the nonprofit front, you know, we tie it to the impact that we can make with a donation. What drives our economic engine is that to cost to train and educate one kid at Ironbound and boxing and entrepreneurship costs about $1,000 a year. So now we're going able to market and say, hey, for one kid, for $1,000, we're able to impact this kid. So our fundraising campaign is what drives our economic engine, really promoting these different donation tiers that will allow us to do what we do. Um, so that's something else that you can think about. Um, and you can offer again, rule of three, right? If you got a product or your service, right, just offer three different ones. If you're product based, offer a bundle, um, you know, but really just think about and get creative and use feedback on what works. But at the end of the day, I want you all out there to be able to earn a living from your ventures. I want you to be able to, to pay your rent, pay your bills. And if you're not doing it full time, the goal is to get you there. Next, we're gonna talk about that profit per X, okay? And this really ties into the economic engine, right? How much is your secret sauce worth? How much is your service worth, right? The way you deliver value, okay? So uh, again, let's say you have a nonprofit, okay? And um, you're focused on impacting veteran health, right? Uh, or PTSD right? You really want to help mental health within the veteran community, really help those affected by PTSD. What if I was to tell you that one story from one veteran is worth $5,000, a $5,000 donation? See how that works, right? And so then you hone in and you say, okay, if we sell, if we, if we do 10 stories on veterans we've helped, whether it's video, audio, et cetera, and we tie a profit per X on that thing to $5,000, that's how much that we'll be able to generate. Um, You know, if we do 10 of those, we'll be able to generate uh, $50,000, right? So one story on a veteran is worth $5,000 donation. That's an example. Another thing to think about is if you have a service-based business, let's say you're a consultant like me and you do brand strategy. And let's say in order to go through a brand strategy session, you know, you're going to go ahead and charge $5,000. One session is worth $5,000, right? So your profit per X would be, $5,000, right? Because it's not just, um, and your, and your X is, your X is really like your X factor. Let me rephrase that. I I realized I skipped X factor. Your, your X factor is your secret sauce. That's what I was starting out as beginning. It's like how you do business, how you conduct business, how you deliver value. Okay. Our X factor, again, in a service-based industry could be like your process, your three-step process for delivering value to a client, Right. And so again, using brand strategy as an example, you know, profit per X is $5,000, okay? Your X factor for um, a product, right, could be the way, how do I say this? Like, you know, just the way, the seamlessness of your website, you know, the seamlessness of um, of your products, right? And how people interact it, and how people interact them. So let's say your X factor is like, you know, um, let's say you sell a wellness product, right? Your X factor is that it comes with certain materials or whatever that you can't get anywhere else, right? That's your secret sauce. It's the way the product is made. Um, and then how much you sell that product for? Is it $75? Is it $80? You see what I'm saying? And then you can work your way back around that. All right. So sorry for confusing all on that. But the first thing you gotta have is you gotta have your X factor. This is your secret sauce. This is how you conduct business. This is your, this is your what what makes your what makes you stand out from the competition that they can't get anywhere else. And then you need to tie a monetary value to that sucker, right? Um, again, I just used $5,000 as an example for some services or, you know, $85 for a, a a wellness product. But you can you can do a bunch of different things with it. All right, so now after you've got your BHAG, you've got that X factor, you've got your hedgehog strategy, and you've got your profit per X. The next thing we got to do is we got to go ahead and print, plant, your brand, excuse my language, slurring my words. You've got to go ahead and plant your brand, plant your brand flag into the ground. This means this is who you are. This is what you stand for. And you've got to be unapologetic about it. And the first thing that you want to do is you want to start with your bold beliefs. Your bold beliefs tell everyone who, again, your bold beliefs tell everyone how you see the world, right? Like we believe that uh, business relationships don't have to be purely transactional. We believe we can do right by doing good. We believe, et cetera. You know, at Ironbound Media, we believe there's no rules with audio. Um, we believe that uh, people matter over profits, right? These are these are building upon your core values and your core purpose, but they also are like statements and, and it just kind of shows how you see the landscape. And so what you want to do is you want to write down, you want to write down those core values, those bold beliefs. And I'm pulling up my bold beliefs right here. You know, one of our bold beliefs is we can help you super serve your niche, you know. And uh, again, we believe that brands deserve a voice, which is why we're in the podcast space. And so sit down and really think about those bold beliefs and lean into them. Next, what you want to do is you want to come up with your brand challenge. What are you asking your ideal buyers to do, right? If you're starting a gym, you know, a fitness gym, are you challenging them to, you know, get in the gym? right? That's a statement. You could just put it on something. That's your brand challenge. Get in the gym. You know, at Ironbound Boxing, we challenge our kids to glove up. Everybody wants to talk a big game about, you know, boxing and, you know, um, they see it on YouTube. They see all this different stuff. Our brand challenge them is simply glove up, you know, give it a chance, right? Um, and so think about that within your own self. Like, what can you do to get people over the edge? You know, so like, I'm coming to your website you know, I'm kind of interested, but I haven't really bought in yet. Like, what is the challenge? What is something that you're asking me to do that's going to kind of get me over the edge? And then next, we want to talk about your brand spark. And your brand spark is really like, I don't know how to describe this. Maybe like your your call to action. It's like a slogan, right? Like something that like really fires people up. You know, one of my brand sparks is a podcast, like a platinum album. You know, I think we can think podcast uh, outside of just the traditional, oh, I've got a compete with all these different uh, entities out there you know Record 2500 plus episodes versus just making a really good hit album that um, hits 10 20 30 years later like thriller or like uh, you know the Beatles and some of these other you know albums that are out there um, but this is something that that's inspirational right like your brand spark should go on like your t-shirt you know it's like a it's like a word or phrase that when people see it they instantly associate it with your brand. Um, to be honest, dog whistle branding could be a brand spark. Uh, but I'm using that for something else right now, but just start to think about that. Right. Next thing we want to talk about are like your brand promises and the brand promises are like, what are you telling your customers? What are you providing value on? Right. So like, if you tell your brand promise, like if the brand promises, we can increase your revenue by 10 to 20% in the next 60 to 90 days. Right. If you put that down, then you damn well better be able to deliver on it. You know, if you promise white glove customer service, right, and then, you know, somebody, your client reaches out to you and they can't get a hold of anyone and no one's helping them, et cetera, you're not delivering on your brand promises. Right. So, again, this is where we got to start being intentional and say um, and say that, hey, this is this is what we promise you. And again, what you want to do is the brand promise is an advantage that you'll be able to leverage with. When you get those potential buyers or your ideal buyers on the hook, right? Because they might be scared to purchase that product or service from you, but when they see your brand promise, right, they're getting a lot more comfortable. And it it it, them, it lays it out right there, you know. Um, let me see what else I got right here. I got my notes on, got my notes on this stuff. Next thing we do after our brand promises, we gotta have our kept promise indicators. And what are K, you know, KPIs, right? How are we able to ensure? that we're delivering on those brand promises. So let's say your brand promise again is white glove customer service. We promise, you know, our KPI is how many uh, customer touch points did we do this week? You know, weekly customer touch points. Or it's, you know, how many complaints did we get? Less than so-and-so complaints, et cetera, et cetera. But you just wanna have some way of of measuring um, your brand promises, right? Like let's say for us at Ironbound, right? If I can promise to get you a podcast out in 90 days or less, then I measure the number of clients we're able to to launch podcasts. Um, That's just one example. But again, you can get creative as you want with this stuff, but at the end of the day, you just want to have something simple that's measurable. And then the last thing, and this is is where people get, how do I say this, Um, intimidated, because one of the most powerful brand things that you can do I said brand things. A powerful brand strategy is to have a brand guarantee. And what do I mean by that? If we're not able to deliver on X, we will give you your money back. You know, or we guarantee you, if we have a social enterprise, we guarantee you a peaceful sleep at night knowing that the money you donated to us is going to to the cause. And if not, we will refund every dollar back, right? And what you're doing is you're taking all the risk off the table with this brand guarantee. And it can be a little uncomfortable at first, right? Especially if you're like a product-based business and you've already got all this overhead. The last thing you want to think about is like, how can I cover the cost of a refund? Like I can't do it. Maybe I can refund 50 to 75% back, but I can't refund everything. And one of the things I want to say to all of us out there that are in this hustle is, if we're not confident on our ability to deliver value as promised, then maybe we're not cut out to be entrepreneurs, right? And it can be a pain. Listen, there's no one is perfect with this customer, um, with serving customers, right? Stuff comes up, especially as you grow and scale, you know, issues and problems. It feels like you're always putting out one fire or you're messing up something with a client, etc. But at the end of the day, what we can do is be committed that and confident in our ability to deliver value. And one of the ways that we can convey that to our ideal buyers, to our existing clientele is to plant that brand guarantee, you know, share it with them, let them know, remind them of that brand guarantee, especially when you're in that prospect meeting and they're, they're hesitant to, you know, sign on the dotted line or they're going to your website and they're, they're hesitant to hit, um, purchase once the the product is already in the cart. Right. Um, so I want to challenge you all out there to, to really lean into the, the brand guarantee. And so, you know, as I start to look back at what we went over today, just a quick recap. You know, one of the first things we talked about with regard to building your brand is you want to go ahead and uh, set that foundation by starting with your why, which is like your core purpose. Like, why do you exist? You know, at the end of the day, is it to create a profit? Is it to create impact? Is it all three? You know, maybe you want a certain lifestyle, et cetera. You know, next is like, what are your core values? Again, again, these are the behaviors of, of your company. These are behaviors of You know, what it means to interact with your brand, both internally and externally. Uh, We talked about how to set your North Star with that big, hairy, audacious goal, that BHAG. We talked about your X Factor, which is like your secret sauce. What uh, distinguishes you from the crowd? What's so special about your product or the way you deliver services? Um, We talked about your hedgehog strategy. Uh, What are you passionate about? What can be the best in the world at? And what drives your economic engine? We discussed your profit per X, which is where you monetize that X Factor right? So how much is your secret sauce sauce worth? You know, if you're, um, I know you got that special barbecue sauce, like our girl Charlinda Scales from Mutt Sauce, you know, how much is that recipe worth? How much is, um, you know, one of her products worth? We talked about planting your brand flag into the ground by identifying your bold beliefs, your brand challenges, that brand spark, uh, your KPIs, and your uh, brand promise, right? And all of those, man, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is we're trying to stand out from the crowd. We're not trying to be like every el- everyone else. Our bold beliefs state who we are and how we see the world. Our brand challenge is telling people to give us a chance. You know, try it. You know, that brand spark is that phase, is that one word uh, phrase, you know, that call to arms that like really gets people fired up. You know, our KPIs are allowing us to measure whether or not we're able to deliver on that value. And then our brand promises where we take all the risk off the table. So, um, man, this, this was fun, man. I I really get, I was getting fired up. I'm like sweating in here. I gotta, I gotta calm myself down. But my, my goal is with, with what we went over today, I really hope this gives you all a good foundation of of establishing your brand. And one of the next things that we're gonna do is, uh, I've got Jamison Avellar coming back on the podcast to talk about setting that brand identity. So we're gonna be talking about those aesthetics, that look, that logo, and that feel. But in order to be able to even talk about that stuff, right? you wanna make sure you kinda go through this process that we went over today, because it's gonna make things so much more easier, especially when you're sharing assets, with other stakeholders, whether it's a vendor or someone to build your website or a copywriter, right? Because they're going to be able to speak in your language, um, in your language as a brand. And I will tell you, right, since going through this kind of process and being very clear and intentional with how I approach branding, when it comes to building a website or wireframing a website, even if it's on Squarespace, I can do that sucker in less than like half a day, right? Um, and really only just a couple of hours because like I already know what I'm trying to convey uh, to the outside world, what I'm trying to convey internally. And so this process, if you're really intentional about it, it should take you at least, you know, one to two hours the first time you go through it. I'm a big fan of like trying not to overthink things. Like if you plan a whole day to go through this process, you might struggle a little bit versus just kind of sitting down and doing a sprint, you know, setting a timer um, on each section and then just going through it. And a lot of what we went over today comes from uh, the one-page strategic plan, which I was first introduced by my business coach Bill Watkins. But it was actually come up with first by a guy named uh, Vern Harnish, who again wrote Mastering the Rockefeller Habits and Scaling, Scaling Up 2.0. Um, so you can check those things out. But I just want you to start. I just want you to go through this process, and I want you to give it a sprint. And if you have to reference this podcast again, you know, to go through that process, do whatever it is you got to do. Maybe I listen one, two, three times as long as you get the foundation of your brand. And so for those of you in the Bunker ecosystem that are in our cohort, um, whether it's CEO Circle, again, VIR, I don't know, Launch Lab Online, right? Uh, as I give these talks, when I talk about marketing and branding, this is what I use as a reference point for all of that. And uh, so I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this session on uh, how you build a, on how to build a brand. Again, book recommendations for you out there. This is all, I didn't come up with all this stuff, right? There's people that have been doing this, that have been working with businesses, and they've compiled the information um, and the the strategies and tactics that have worked best. And uh, again, shout out to my coach, Bill Watkins, and uh, shout out to Vern Harness with Mastering the Rockefeller Habits, Scaling Up 2.0. And also check out Gino Wickman in Traction. Now, Gino has the entrepreneurial operating system that we're going to be talking about on another episode Uh, We've got a local uh, Bunker Lab facilitator who's gonna jump on the podcast, who's training EOS, and I'm excited about that. But in the meantime, right, you can check out uh, Traction um, because he does a good overview of setting that vision and those core values in in that as well. And if you guys know any other resources out there that can talk about branding and the foundation of it, you know, please share it with me. Uh, You can shoot it to me on LinkedIn or, or Instagram or whatever, you know. At the end of the day, we're creating this platform to share all the knowledge and resources with the Bunker community. So again, hope you enjoyed today's episodes. And if you did, do me a favor by go ahead and subscribing to this show on iTunes, Spotify, or whatever listening service you're using today. we greatly appreciate if you left us a review and shared this podcast with someone in your network who you feel can benefit from the information. If you want to get plugged into the Bunker Lab ecosystem, visit www.bunkerlabs.org select the city nearest you, and sign up for the local newsletter. From there, you attend one of our networking events, either in person or virtual. It's that simple. Make sure you get connected at Bunker Online, where you can learn about our many different programs to support your entrepreneurial journey. we got programs that will take you from idea to invoice, incubate you, and position you to grow alongside other founders and CEOs. You can register today by clicking connect at bunkerlabs.org. Thanks again for tuning in, everyone. Until next time, peace love and have a great rest of your week.